Welcome to Consulting Growth Hour with me, Fahim Musa, where I break down key growth concepts so you can build a thriving consulting business. Check out the show notes for presentations and handouts as we go deep into the rabbit hole of consulting. Let's get started. So thanks again for um, joining me here for another session of Consulting Growth Hour. Uh, for those of you who have been here before, you know that Consulting Growth Hour is an informal session that uh, me, Fahim Musa, I have um, every a, a couple of times every month. And I talk about a different topic every month that uh, uh, consultants uh, should know and uh, want to learn. So, you know, a number of you... Uh, reach out to me and ask me questions. So these topics are based on a lot of the questions and feedback that I get. Okay. So let me just, before I have a presentation for you today, but uh, before that, let me just uh, quickly um, share with you who this is for, who this presentation is for. So this is for business to business consultants, uh, folks that are serving organizations Um you may be a strategy consultant or operations, uh, uh, human resources, IT, marketing, sales, as long as you're serving organizations, and it doesn't matter what type of organization, uh, small business, uh, mid-sized organizations, large companies, uh, non-profit, for-profit government agencies, you know, all of you will have, uh, uh, will find benefit in, in these sessions. And specifically, this session, Five Sales Secrets Top Consultants Use to Boost Revenue, um, is designed for those of you who have clients right now. Maybe you have a client or two. You're busy uh, delivering your client engagements, but don't have an active sales pipeline, uh, primarily because you just haven't gotten around to building one yet, um, because you've been busy. And you know, perhaps now you're starting to think about it. Perhaps one of your projects is beginning to ramp down um, and you're, you know, looking to build, looking to, to fill up your capacity, right? So um, that's what we're going to be talking about. You know, uh, how do you fill uh, capacity on a regular basis and what what do the top consultants do to um, to boost revenue, Right. So as always, you know, these sessions are designed to spur your thinking. I'm not trying to give you any specific business advice uh, because I don't know you or your business specifically, right? Um, so this is not, I don't believe in giving generic business advice. I'm going to share with you what I know based on my experiences um, uh, from both my own business, my own consulting business and uh, businesses that I help. I help a number of uh, management consulting businesses businesses around the world to build their sales and marketing systems. So I see a lot of uh, um, different scenarios. So I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to share what um, I feel is working and what I feel you know many consultants will benefit from. Okay, And you decide what makes sense for your business and implement um, you know, those those suggestions, okay? So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Fahim Musa. I started a management consulting business in 2009 here in Toronto. And uh, um, 
that business focused on strategic planning. I've served a number of clients uh, across various industries, um, but uh, my specialization that uh, I focused on was, you know, uh, the academic segment, universities, was a business, was a strategic planning for um, researchers within universities. So my clients were a number of academics who had business ideas and wanted to launch their companies. Uh, and primarily, you know, my uh, I liaised with the uh, commercialization departments um, within universities who, you know, launched businesses or licensed technologies to larger companies. So that was my my niche. Um, and, um, you know, I did that for like uh, for, for 11 to 12 years. And then I, you know, I, I started helping other management consulting business owners across the world who um, have a consulting business. They do well functionally, but they don't have a sales and marketing process to land clients on a regular basis. Okay. And across, you know, in my time as a management consultant, I've served over 150 clients uh, across the world, uh, primarily in Canada and in the US, but some places, uh, uh, some other places as well. Um, so I've done a lot of sales and marketing in my career, and uh, I absolutely love it. But like many of you, um, I didn't start out with, um, uh, with an interest for sales and marketing. I loved what I did, strategic planning. Uh, I didn't have an aptitude for sales and marketing, but along the way, you know, I learned and I experimented and, uh, you know, I like doing it right now. So, and I hope that through these sessions, uh, a lot of you will uh, enjoy the act of sales and marketing because I'll tell you very openly, it's it's a lot of fun, right? It's uh, It gives you a lot of control in your business. If you don't have the skills to uh, market and sell your business, you you will feel insecure and you will feel, uh, you will likely feel insecure and you will likely uh, feel that you don't have any control, right? A lot of the times consulting business owners, um, most of the time, they, they get so steeped in delivery, client delivery, client engagements, uh, uh, deadlines, uh, and they ignore sales and marketing. But uh, once you um, equip yourself with, uh, these skills, you know, you'll never go hungry again in terms of, you know, landing new business. So um, uh, these are skills that you want as a consulting business owner. Okay. So typically, you know, um, the types of consultants I talked about just now, you know, you, you land an engagement via a referral or otherwise you get super busy with delivery. Uh, cash flow is great. Um, you know, your client or, you know, your clients are demanding. So you focus a lot on delivery, right? You don't prioritize sales because you're busy delivering client engagements, right? And you may come to the point where you know that you need a client or two. It's in the back of your mind, right? You reach out to a few people sporadically. You don't do it in a very uh, structured manner. Uh, when, whenever you have the time, you'll send out an email or you send out a referral, I mean, uh, You'll seek out referrals, again, sporadically, right? You may even hire a salesperson or two or try and, you know, effect a strategic partnership with another organization uh, where you can refer business to each other. You experiment with outreach, perhaps on LinkedIn, but nothing seems to work, right? You invariably suck back into client delivery. Um, but very soon, you know, you know, one of your engagements will come to an end. So, so what do you do? Is this situation familiar? Just uh, raise your hand or nod your head or type in the chat, right? 
Um, it is a problem that a lot of consultants face, right? And including me, it's a very, very common problem in our in our industry. And you know the a couple of reasons why a couple of you know um, uh, um, the biggest problems consultants face in in creating consistent sales, right? Um, the two things: one is they don't have the time right? Or they feel they don't have the time. And number two, they don't have proper direction. They may have the time, they may make the time for themselves, but then once you have the time, what do you do? What, what, are, what are the exact next steps? How can you make this efficient? If you don't have that kind of direction, then you're going to get demoralized very soon because you're just going to be doing a bunch of random things and then you're going to be wondering, okay, what, what am I doing in, uh, in the first place? So, to make this work, you, number one, have to prioritize marketing and sales, right? And it's it can't be, if you know, if you're looking to grow your uh, consulting business, it can't be something that you do whenever you feel like it, right? You have to prioritize it. And number two, you need to learn this stuff. You need to learn sales and marketing uh, because there are specific principles that uh, that once you know, you can put to uh, put to use and you know build that pipeline that you what you want to build okay and you know when you don't have when you don't prioritize uh, um, sales you don't have the time for it and you don't have direction um, you end up not having a sales process and you end up getting demoralized you end up getting frustrated uh, and you know sometimes you'll see your peers and other consultants doing these wonderful things and growing their consulting businesses and you'll be wondering you know, how do they run their businesses so well? What's What do they know that um, I don't know, right? Um, and so you'll have all, all those types of questions. So I'll try and shed some light on all of those things based on my experience, okay? So let's get into it. Let's get into the five sales secrets that top consultants use, okay? Let me just share my screen. I hope uh, all of you are in front of a computer. Um, and for those of you listening to the recording on the podcast, just go over to the YouTube channel. Uh, my U YouTube channel, just go to YouTube, type, type in Consulting Growth Hour and look for session 36. So type in the chat. Let me know for those of you live. Uh, let me know if you can see my screen. Okay, it should say five sales secrets. Top consultants use to boost revenue. Okay, I can see a few people nod, so I'm just going to jump in. Right, so I've given you the context. So let's just get into the top five sales secrets. Number one, so top consultants have a deep understanding of their clients' pains and their desired outcomes. So one of the problems, as I mentioned, that salespeople, that consultants have is they don't have any direction as to what to do, right? And that can be very demoralizing because they waste a lot of time. They send out random messages. They send out, you know, uh, uh, referral requests and so on. And uh, nothing really happens. The, the key in having a consistent sales process is you need to have information and insights at your fingertips. Because though that information and, and those insights will allow you to simply execute faster, right? And the specifically 
the information and insights that I'm talking about are an understanding of your client's pains and desired outcomes. Because once you have a deep understanding of those things, um, those become your fuel and those become your, the, 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 that's the information you need to move the process along faster, right? So I'm gonna share with you 10 questions. Again, this is a 60 minute presentation, so I'm not gonna go into great depth, level of depth, but still I wanna share a few things that you can take away um, and uh, and find valuable because I just don't want this these presentations or these sessions to be um, just a you know just a, a, a cursory glance at these five uh, um, um, uh, topics. So, sorry, these five secrets. So, um, I'm going to share on screen on the screen ten questions for those of you in who are listening to this in uh, on the podcast. I will I'll read them out for you. Uh, for your benefit okay so these are questions i send out to every client right and these are questions my clients send out to every client to really to understand their pains and their um uh, desired outcomes okay so number one what was the problem you wanted to solve when you decide decided to hire me type in the chat and let me know um if you've ever asked your question your any of your clients this question while you do that, I am going to try and figure out, hang on, how to minimize my Zoom window. Okay, I'm, I'm part of part of my what I was looking at on my Zoom was was blocking the questions. Anyway, so what was the problem you wanted to solve when you decided to hire me? Okay, number two, how was the problem affecting your day to day operations? Number three, how is the problem affecting your long-term business goals? Number four, what were you doing to solve the problem before you hired me? Number five, what was the tipping point that caused you to start looking to hire someone with my expertise? Number six, what kept you from moving forward sooner? Number seven, what other options, internal or external, did you consider? Number eight, what would you describe how would you describe my, my services to appear? Number nine, how is your situation different now that you've hired me? And number 10, what do you like best about my services? So for those of you live, uh, just take a screenshot. And as, a, as an action, what you could do is simply reach out to your current clients or your former clients. If you haven't, I mean, if you worked with them recently, your former clients, and ask them if you can have a 20-minute conversation so that you can um, gather some insights about their thought process before they hired you and their experiences working with you, right? That's how I like to do it. Um, I like to get people on the phone, get my clients on the phone and ask them these questions and have a conversation with them, right? Sometimes I'll have a client who will tell me, send me the questions and I'll respond to you. I don't like doing that because their responses are not very deep when they type it out in an email, right? But uh, if they insist once in a while, I, I have sent them these questions over email, but I encourage you to um, reach out to your clients and have a con and, and ask for a conversation, right? A lot of the times we don't do it. We simply don't do it because we either are 
uh, we don't want to waste our clients' time, right? We don't, we feel that uh, they may get upset or any number of reasons, but I've never had a client who has gotten upset or who has declined having a conversation, um, uh, especially a conversation in which I uh, explain to them uh, that I'm, you know, I'm having this conversation so I can serve you better and I wanna understand your needs better, right? Clients typically are open to having such conversations. So if you haven't done it, a quick win for you today is to reach out and set up a conversation and simply ask these questions, okay? I promise you the responses to these questions will give you tremendous insights that will allow you to speed up the sales process because armed with the responses to these questions, you can, you will have, you'll be brimming with ideas as to, you know, um, um, create, create your offerings and solutions and, um, you know, how to have conversations, uh, discovery conversations with new prospects later on and so on, right? Which we're going to get into. But this is the basic, right? Like these are insights that you, you want to know, right? Without um, the responses to these questions, you can't build a sales process, okay? So, um, and again, because this is a 60-minute discussion, I'm not going, going to go into deep um, detail, but I hope that the uh, this list of questions is valuable, okay? Cool. So that's number one. They have a deep understanding of the client, their client's pains and desired outcomes. Number two, they build and sell solutions to problems. Okay. So I've seen a lot of consultants in my time. Um, a lot of them, when they start out, when they're early in their business, they offer to do whatever the client wants them to do. Right, they say that they are an HR consultant or a program management consultant or whatever, and um, or an operations consultant, and they tell the client, "Okay, let's talk about your problems, and I'll help you solve them. Um, hire me based on time and materials. It's uh, you know two hundred bucks an hour." And I can be available for X number of hours a month and I will help you with whatever problem you have. And you keep doing it month over month, over month over month. And essentially you become a quasi employee, right? Uh, with a corp to corp agreement. Um, and you know, you build, you may have a corporation. If you're in the US, uh, you may have a corporation, you build corp to corp, but essentially you're an employee. You become an order taker. Your client will say, you know, okay, now work on this. Now work on X, Y, Z. Um, now we have this problem. So next month you do that, do that. Okay. So you become more of a contractor than a consultant. I just want to, you know, get some feedback from those in the live audience. Uh, type in the chat and let me know if you've experienced this. Because um, I'm curious. I want to know if, uh, you know, this is relevant to this audience. But uh, I've seen this happen many times, okay? So so just type in the chat so I know that, you know, I'm on the right track. Let me just quickly look at the chat. Okay. So Carlos says, relevant, uh, Satish says, um, currently that's the engagement. Okay, good. So there, there is some resonance, which uh, is good. So we can, uh, you know, move on. But here's the thing. So when you want to sell 
when you want to have when you want to scale your sales and put together a process, uh, what you really want to be doing is um, hang on a second, please, for those in the live audience. What you really want to be doing is um, building solutions to specific problems, right? You want to essentially have a um, a specific solution to very specific problems, okay? And the way you do that is by using the insights. Remember we talked about insights, the first um, uh, uh, portion of this uh, um, session. You use those insights that you get from your client, that you know about your client. You use the pains and the, and the desired outcomes that your clients have revealed to you, right? And you then build a solution, build a vehicle. So you know where your clients are right now. They've told you, right? And you know where they want to be because they've told you um, also, you know, what, um, how their business has changed as a result of hiring you and what their, um, what their desire is, right? So your, what, what you want to be doing as a consultant is building a solution that is the vehicle that gets clients from where they are right now to where they want to go. When you talk about clients' pains, you want to know what their current pains are. What, what, is their, what is their number one pain in their business right now? You want to know uh, what stops them from achieving um, their desired outcome. You want to know what options they've, they've tried before and they're completely fed up with, right? Um, a lot of the times when people hire consultants, their options are, you know, let's hire a full-time employee or let's hire a larger consulting firm or let's hire a contract contractor, right? Or let's, let's try and do this ourselves, DIY within the organization. So you want to know all of those things, right? And understand, you know, where they are right now as, as an organization in the context of solving that problem. And also understand where they want to go, um, in terms of an outcome, right? And then create a solution, create a vehicle that gets them from where they are right now to where they want to go. And typically in consulting, your solution is a step-by-step -step solution, right? A step-by-step -step process, uh, which is which be becomes your signature methodology, right? Like uh, if you're, for example, a um, change management consultant, right? Uh, you may have a change management methodology, right? You go, you take them from, you first do an assessment, you then have some kind of a communication exercise, and then you have some kind of a management training and so on and so forth. And you kind of, you know, take your clients from the, the situation that they are right now to the situation that they were, you know, want to be, right? So if you're looking for examples about how to create a, a scalable solution in consulting or a scalable offering, then just go hop over to YouTube, uh, type in consulting growth hour uh, in, in the search and look for session four in this series where I've talked about exactly that. So you have an entire 60 minute session on how to create scalable and repeatable um, consulting solutions, okay? So the, the top consultants understand their clients' pains, understand where their clients wish to go, and know how to create solutions to those problems. 
Because, you know, think about it. As advisors and consultants, we're seen as problem solvers, right? People, uh, clients want to get us in because we are experts. We have expertise in a specific domain and we're problem solvers. So when you position yourself like that, you it, it's natural to know what the problem is and have a solution to the problem, right? Um, that's when you build confidence and trust in a, um, when you have conversations with a prospect because they know that you've studied the problem, you understand the pains in the problem that, the, that a prospect has, and you have a solution to that problem, right? So um, to build a sales process, you wanna build in that value, you wanna build in that trust and confidence um, um, when you have conversations with the prospect. Cool. So let me know in the chat for those of you in the audience uh, to see if this is making sense so far, and then we will quickly move on. All right, so that's number two. Number three, the third secret that top consultants use is that they master the art of discovery. And as you're typing in the chat, let me know if you are familiar with the concept of a discovery conversation. Um, many of you may be familiar with the, with the concept of a discovery conversation. You may be even using it. But uh, I had no idea what, what a discovery conversation was when I started my consulting business. I knew that I had to have some kind of a, uh, send in some kind of a proposal and have a sales uh, type of discussion. But uh, I didn't know what a discovery conversation was. And the more I learned, the better I got at, uh, at, at the whole sales process. A discovery conversation is not a sales call or a sales discussion, if you will, right? You're not trying to convince anybody to buy from you. You're not trying to make a pitch or you're not trying to, you know, um, walk them through a proposal. That's not the discovery conversation. What it is, is it's a process that you use to really get to the truth and um, uncover the real problems and implications that your client, that your prospect is facing, right? A lot of the times you'll, you'll be in a situation where you have a conversation with a potential um, client and, you know, potential clients, they're buy buyers of consulting, but they're also, they also have operational issues. They're, they usually in the business, they're managing something or they're leading some kind of strategic business unit or department or whatever, right? A lot of the times they may not have a true understanding of what the issues are in their business. They may have an understanding of the symptoms. Yes, my sales are down. Um, my uh, my best people are leaving. I don't know why, but uh, you know my project management processes are all you know all over the place. Um, people are hostile towards one another. The culture is really bad. They may have, they'll, they'll have um, an understanding of the symptoms of what's going on, but they may not know the underlying causes, right? And the underlying reasons. And they may not, may not know the consequences and implications of those real problems, right? So your job as a seller of consulting services 
is to have a conversation, have a, a conversation that will help you discover these um, issues within an organization um, and illuminate the implications and the consequences of problems that um, your potential buyer faces, right? When you do that, when you have that type of conversation, you know, buyers, when you do it, when you do it right, buyers will light up because they'll know that you know what you're talking about, right? They'll know that you've done your homework. They'll know that you know the art of asking the right questions, right? And as a result of that conversation, as a result of that discovery conversation, you build trust, right? And especially in our business, in professional services, trust is the number one thing uh, when it comes to sales. I mean, it's trust is is um, is the number one thing in 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 sales anywhere, right? People need to trust you before they buy for you. But especially when you're selling high ticket um, um, uh, services, you know, upwards of six figures. When you say six and you know uh, 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 large ticket services. And especially when you are selling, um, you know, consulting where you are, you know, face to face and it's very high touch. They know that they have to hire. They, they know that if they hire you, they'll likely be working with you personally. In those situations, trust becomes really, really important, right? Uh, more important than other types of sales situations. And when you have the right discovery conversation, you build trust immediately, right? So if you really want to improve your chances of selling more services, selling more consulting services, you better prioritize and learn to master the art of discovery. Again, this is a huge topic, right? But if you if you find this interesting, right? Here's a book I want to recommend to you, right? It's called Gap Selling um, by Keenan. And this is, you know, I've read a number of books on discovery and, and sales, but uh, I think that this is the one of the best books I've read. So I want to recommend it to you. So, so um, I don't know Keenan. I, I have nothing to do with this book, but uh, I recommend it because it has helped me a lot. And I recommend it to all my clients as well. So uh, pick up a copy of this if you're interested in discovery. And I guarantee you that, uh, you know, you will be amazed and you'll be um you know, um, it's 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 an interesting book. So that's all I can say. Okay, cool. So just out of curiosity, okay, I want to look at the chat again. Just out of curiosity, how many of you prioritize? I mean, how many of you use a formal discovery process in sales? Or let me know if you don't either. So because I have, I'll have an understanding. I'll have an idea of, you know, what the room is like. So type in the chat and let me know if you use a formal discovery process in sales in your, in your consulting business. Okay, as you're doing that, let me move on. So Rob says, not a formally defined. Thank you, Rob. Okay. Um, Carlos says, uh, I know what a discovery conversation is. Uh, that's one, one of the hardest things in the process. I agree, but here's, here's the thing, Carlos. You know, as you do more and more discovery conversations, and at this point, I've done more than 500, uh, I can tell you that it's one of my favorite parts of, you know, the sales and marketing process, because it's a, a process, it's a, it's, a, it's a process that really um, allows you to build trust. And 
it is, you know, you're like an investigator in that, in that process where you're digging deep and you're asking questions and you can tell that the prospect is, you know, when they nod their head, uh, when they, you know, when they say things like, that's a great question and they think before answering. And, you know, when they, when they just simply open up to you as if, even though I've had discovery conversations with people I've never met before, but, you know, just going through the process and being very authentic and asking questions, they'll, you know, they'll open up to you and they'll talk, you know, they'll give you uh, information that uh, they probably wouldn't share otherwise. So having that conversation and knowing how to have a, a fruitful and um, um, meaningful discovery conversation is one of the best things that you can do as a, as a seller of consulting services. Okay, and here's the thing about discovery. It's not just discovering the clients or the prospects needs and problems. It's also allowing you to determine if you are the right person to serve that client. I've had a lot of discovery conversations where, you know, it, it's not the right fit for me. Um, and I don't take on clients for me that aren't the right fit because, you know, I'm not going to be able to solve their problem. And it's going to be, it's, it's just going to, you know, it's going to devalue uh, my brand at the end of the day. Um, so when you have a, a discovery conversation the right way, you'll be in a position to say, you know what, I can help you or I can't help you. And a lot of times I have found that the it's not the right fit. And if I have another resource, I'll point them to another resource. But uh, it's, it, it's, it's a process which allows you to determine as a seller whether this is the type of client you want. And that's why it's a very enjoyable process because armed with this, you'll be able to um, you know, pick and choose the clients that you want to work with and build your consulting business as you see fit. Okay, so let's move on. Thank you, Rob. Number four, they have at the very least a referral engine, okay? Now, the reason I say at the very least is because um, there are many ways to attract an audience and build relationships and connections with a um, with your potential um, um, audience, but uh, you know having some kind of a, a referral engine is is simply basic. If you want to learn about advanced ways of reaching out to potential uh, prospects and um, and building authentic connections with potential prospects, then again, go to the, go to my YouTube channel, type in Consulting Growth Hour and search for session 35. That's a session that I did a couple of weeks ago. And that's about, uh, talks about authentic, how to, how to create authentic connections with prospective consulting buyers, okay? So I talk about a number of advanced techniques, but because this one's this one's about this this uh, session is about uh, sales secrets. I'm just gonna you know touch on one uh, aspect of of uh, 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 creating connections with prospective buyers, and that is having a referral engine, right? Because in our business, it's all about relationships. You know, you know, somebody once said consulting is a business. Consulting is a game played by friends. It's about relationships. You will find that you know no matter how the advanced you are in a professional services business 
selling high ticket professional services that you know you build your pipeline through the power of your relationships so having a referral engine um one that you can kind of you know use month on month um on autopilot is a powerful way is a very very powerful way to build your sales pipeline right and here are a few ways you can build a referral engine where you form a clients and professional network right um a lot of consultants don't have a process of asking their clients the current or former clients or their professional network for warm introductions right there is a process for it i've talked about it in um, in a previous session Again, go to the YouTube channel and there's a session on LinkedIn and Sales Navigator. You know, I, I talk about how to do this. Um, number two, your partner network. Now, if you're if you're leading a consulting firm and you have a, a bunch of partners, then you want to be able to access the network of each of those partners in the firm to build your business. It's a traditional way of building a consulting firm, right? Um, if you don't have that, then you want to build strategic partnerships at some point in the, in, uh, you know, um, later in the evolution of your firm, strategic partnerships to um, where you can refer business to, to other, other organizations back and forth, right? That's a way of building a referral engine. And finally, you know, there are referral clubs, like there's an organization called BNI that may, some of you may have heard of. Um, um, there's an organization called Provisors that, um, you know, it's a, it's a referral network for uh, professional services folks. Then there are places like, you know, Lunch Club and, you know, some others where you have the opportunity to pass on referrals to each other, right? Now, some of these referral clubs may or may not work for the type of organization that you want to target, right? So I'm just sharing with you some information that I know, but you know, if you have a specific type of organization that you want to reach and you know, you make the decision or you make the call whether or not these referral clubs make sense for your business or not, right? Um, if they don't, then there are, they, you got to have other ways of building that referral engine, you know, uh, most, most, most likely through your former clients and professional network, right? But, um, Successful consultants who are also successful sellers, they are constantly working on their network and they are constantly building that referral engine uh, because they know that consulting is a game played by friends, right? And uh, if you want to build that successful, build that sales uh, pipeline that is active, that constantly gives you um, um, lands conversations, to your in your business, then you've got to build that referral engine. Okay. Type in the chat. Let me know if you've got a referral engine. I'd like to know if uh, if that's something that you have currently or you're working on. So let me know in the chat. And also, if you have any questions, you know, I'll uh, answer some questions in the end. So just type in the chat. Let me know if you have any questions. Um, you can also talk about specific questions. Um, that you're going through right now in your business. And I'm happy to kind of, uh, you know, um, um, uh, work with you um, and see if there are ways I can give you ideas and suggestions um, to address those, okay? 
So that is number four. They have a referral engine. And number five, they give themselves a quota. You know, salespeople in a corporate environment, they have something called a quota, right? They are required to sell a specific number, uh, you know, either it's a, a number of sales or revenue. So in any sales organization, especially larger sales organization, you have quotas. Um, but when you're running your own business, there's nobody, there's, you don't have a sales manager. You don't have sales leadership that, you know, is asking you about quota, quota. But if you want to kind of put together a, a you know, if you want to do this professionally, and if you want to do this in a way which um, allows you to build that pipeline, you have to give yourselves a quota, right? You have to um, know your numbers. Now, what you see on the screen are just, just some basic um, um KPIs on numbers that I've put uh, uh, put together, right? Let's say you have a sales goal of 500K, your win rate is 20%, the average value of engagement of each engagement is $50,000. That means you need qualified sales opportunities, 50 qualified sales opportunities that will allow you to reach that sales goal, uh, annual sales goal, right? And which means you need approximately four qualified sales opportunities in a month uh, or sales uh, uh, conversations uh, in a month to, to reach that goal, right? So essentially, you need to know your numbers. You need to know exactly the, the kind of converse, the number of conversations you need to have every month and typically what your, your win rate is. Um, if you don't know what your win rate is, you can make an educated assumption and you can work at it from there. And then as you move forward in your business, you'll um, get clarity on what that specific win rate is, right? And once you know the number of sales uh, conversations or opportunities that you need um, you know, every month, then you can say, okay, how do I do that? How, how do I work my referral network? Or how do I you know, create other uh, ways of um, engaging with an audience or engaging with uh, potential buyers? Uh, do I do thought leadership content? Do I create events? Do I build a community? And so on and so forth. These are advanced uh, tactics. But you can uh, build your sales plan based on that goal. Most consultants have no idea what their, their, number, their numbers are. And I don't blame them because they, don't, they haven't prioritized it yet. Is yet uh, prioritized it yet. But uh, you know, if you want to build a sales pipeline, you want to you know, have a a sharp understanding of what your numbers are. So they don't, they not only give themselves a quota, they block time every week to execute. Now here's where you, you know, address that problem of, you know, not having the time, right? People think that they don't have the time and they sell, you sell when you're busy, or you sell when, um, um, when you're not busy, you sell. And when you're busy, you don't sell, right? Um, that that's that that that's kind of the way the your uh, consultants run their business. But again, when you want to become a top seller, you want to make sure that you block time every week to execute. Now, there are two ways to do this, right? Um, I like to do it where I block off every Friday, 
right? Every Friday, I typically don't have any client conversations. I'll probably, I'll, you know, I'll have a sales conversation um, typically. Um, but I, you know, if you look at my calendar, it's not open to clients, right? Monday to Thursdays are the days that I work on, that I, you know, have client conversations. And I've been doing this for a, for a long time, this, this blocking off Fridays. Because in my business, I realized that um, Fridays is a pretty light day in terms of clients. People are looking forward to the weekend. They're, you know, they sometimes they take the afternoon off and so on. So there's a lot, a lot of, it's, it's a low pressure day as far as, you know, my clients and the organizations that I serve um, were concerned. So I could just simply block off that entire day, not kind of have it impact my clients. And, you know, reserve that day for my business, right? Fridays was the day that I worked on my biggest client. That is, that is my business. I, I looked, I looked at my um, uh, client, my, my own business as a client. And I dedicated that day to business development activities. So, you know, typically my, my day starts off with my uh, meeting with my team, my marketing team, my operations team. We will create content for the, we'll, we'll, we'll map out the content for the next week. We'll put together event ideas like this one. We will, you know, I'll review, um, um, you know, graphic, any graphic design or, you know, any video edits or, or whatnot that come my way and all that stuff. So all that stuff is done on Fridays. Then I'll, you know, if I have, if I'm, you know, I, I used to do a podcast for the, for the longest time. And um, so all my podcast conversations will be done on Fridays. I won't use Monday to Thursday and so on. So anything to do with business development, even referrals and follow-ups, right? I would write all my referral emails on Fridays. I would, you know, even do follow-ups on Fridays. Incidentally, follow-ups on Fridays is, uh, is a, um, Friday is a good day to follow up because people are less busy, right? So I would do all my follow-ups on, on Fridays. So that's how I like to block off my week. So for me, I could, I, it was difficult for me to block off, you know, an hour every day, like a lot of other people do. So I blocked off, you know, four to six hours on one day of the week. But sometimes people are, are not able to block off of the entire um, one day of the week. So they do one, or 90, one hour or 90 minutes every day, right? They use what uh, is called, what is known as the golden hour. The golden hours are like the first couple of hours of the workday in the mornings even before your client meetings start. Sometimes it's, you know, even 7 a.m. Um, at 7 to 8, you just work on business development. You work on your referrals, sending out emails, uh, sending out follow-ups, looking at uh, your LinkedIn and sales navigator and making a sales plan, putting together your target lists and so on. So the se that 7 to 8 is just blocked or 8 to 9 a.m. is blocked off for business development activities. Those are, the, those, those are your golden hours uh, of the week, right? So if you don't have a process where you block off those hours, then um, it's it's going to be difficult to build a, a, a sales pipeline. You want to do this consistently, whether you do it once a week and you block off a day or you do it like 60 minutes uh, a day for four to five days a week, right? And and initially, you may think it's impossible, but you know I've had many clients resist this. But once you really get into it, you block off the calendar, you know, you'll be able to do it. None of your clients will complain. Your business will run smoothly. 
um, your, your current client engagements will run smoothly and you will find that you have far more control over the business and you will enjoy it um, a lot more, right? So there you have it. Those are the five um, secrets, top consultants, sales secrets, top consultants use to land um, new business and boost your revenue. Um, type in the chat, let me know if this was helpful. And if you've got a question or two, I'm available because you've got a few more minutes. So let me just read some of the, the um, comments. Haas says, in progress. I don't remember what question I asked. Um, was it about the discovery? Or was it about uh, building the referral network? Satish says, you have a network but not an engine. And Carlos says, you're working on it. You started with your friends and family network, now repeating it with firm, firm partners. You know, it's interesting you uh, you bring up friends and family, Carlos. A lot of the times people forget that even their friends and family could make for good referral partners. I've, I've had some clients land, um, um, you know, partners, land, land client, new, new meetings from, you know, people that they've met at their, you know, kids soccer game right, where they start talking about the business and then, you know, you don't know who the other person is um, and you build a relationship there. It doesn't have to be from your professional network. It could be friends and family. Um, and, and incidentally, you know, when I started my business back in the day, I received some um, 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 uh, prospects. I received some referrals from family as well because Initially, when you start the business, you tell the whole world, including your family, your friends and family, and you may get a couple of referrals from there. So, it's a it's a good good point you brought up that you know use your friends and family for uh, to land referrals as well. So, any questions so far on any of these five things? Okay, uh, let me just recap. Number one, they know their pains and desired outcomes of their customers, and you have those ten questions. Uh, number two, they build solutions, right? Um, number three, they master the art of discovery. Number four, they have a referral engine. And number five, they um, they give themselves a quota and they execute relentlessly, right? Any any questions so far uh, on any of these things, any of these these points? All right, if not. That's cool. Um, for those of you listening to the recording, uh, send me an email or uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn if you've got any questions. And of course, um, you know, for those, those of you who want to learn this and want to go deeper and want to understand, you know, how you can get coaching and training to build a sales and marketing system for your consulting business, then you can always uh, reach out to me, send me an email and um, or send me a DM on, DM on LinkedIn. Carlos, you have a question. What could be any opportunity metrics to start off to start with? So are those at slide eight metrics to starting a business? So Carlos, I'm not sure I understand the question. Do you want to come on? Do you want to you know unmute? And, yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, I'm figuring out if uh, maybe... Uh, to to find a sales goal of uh, five uh, thousand, five hundred thousand, 
Um, okay. You need to have at least uh, 50 uh, qualified sales opportunities, or do you need more? Or no, you see, it, maybe... it depends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, finish, finish your question. Okay, so so it depends. It's uh, it's um, maybe I'm finding a or, or looking for a um, a metric or a KPI. So this one, what I showed you, I'm sharing my screen again. So this one, what I showed you was something that I just made up. You see, if your sales goal is a half a million dollars, right, annual sales goal, and you know that for every five prospects that you talk to, one turns into a client. So that, that means your win rate is 20%. Yeah? Okay. Um, and if your average value of engagement is $50,000, again, that's an assumption, right? So average value is $50,000. Um, that means the number of qualified sales opportunities you need in a year is 50. Because if you speak to 50 prospects, right? And you know that your win rate is 20%. That means out of those 50 prospects, you're going to land 10 clients, right? It's simple math. And yeah. if your average value of an engagement is $50,000, that means you're going to hit that sales goal of $500,000, right? So use this and just plug in your plug in the metrics that are uh, relevant to you, Carlos, right? Um, let me show you something. I can even send this to you and whoever's interested. Um, let me just give me a second here. We have a, we have some time, so just bear with me. I'm gonna show you what I call the reverse engineering um, um, a goal planning and reverse engineering a framework or, or tool. It's a tool rather than framework. Okay, so let me just share my screen. So you look, you see this screen, this is based, this is an Excel document. And, you know, here you have, you can type in your project type value per client. You have a project type two as well, which is another average value per client. Um, you have the target number of projects, type A and type B then you can estimate the number of the revenue that you want to get that you want to get to in in again all these are just random numbers just to make the illustrate illustrate the point so you know if you want a total revenue of a million dollars every year you 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 state your assumptions based on your parameters right um what is the average value per client what is your you know, your conversion rate, which is your win rate, your discovery to your long-term project, that's 20%, right? Um, all the, the yellow shaded cells are your assumptions. And then you go to your actions required, right? If your sales conversion rate is, is 30%, the number of qualified prospects you require per year is 67. Then you need breakthrough sessions are discovery sessions so the breakthrough sessions you need per month is six number six for those of you who are in the who are listening to the recording uh, the audio recording the podcast simply jump over to the youtube channel and you'll see all of this as a visual so you know carlos uh, if you want i can send you this this is i didn't expect to to share this today but i'm happy to it's just a tool if it helps you i'm happy to share it with you 
Um, and for those of you who want this, just let me know um, either in the chat or send me an email and I will share it. Was that helpful, Carlos? Yes, very helpful. Thank you very much. And it shows down, it, it, it takes you down to the actions that you that you need to be taking on a daily basis, right? So that way it makes it very, you know, you want to build an engine that is predictable, right? The number one um, most important word, I, I think, according to me in business is predictability. You want to, you want to, you know, make this sales process predictable. You want to make the business building process predictable as possible. And, and to, to make, to, to create a predictable process, you need to have structure using numbers and KPIs, right? So, um, yeah, cool. I had a lot of fun in this session. I hope uh, you folks did as well. If you have a question, of course, uh, just reach out to me. If you're not connected to me on LinkedIn, then, uh, uh, then reach out and connect. And until then, um, until the next session, session 37, um, have a good one. Have, enjoy the weekend and I'll, I'll see you on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening right to the end. I appreciate your time. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and connect with me and say hi on LinkedIn. For video replays of these sessions, check out our YouTube channel. And most importantly, join us live to get all your questions answered at Consulting Growth Hour Live. All details in the show notes. See you next time.